0: You know, out of respect for the speaker and her husband, I'm not going to make any cheap jokes about the Pelosi's getting hammered. You know, I'm not going to make the joke about how, well, I guess Nancy's the uh, not the only one who gets hammered at home, or, wow, I only thought Paul Pelosi got hammered uh, in his Porsche before he got a DUI. I didn't, I'm didn't. i not going to make any of those jokes at all, uh, because this is a very serious situation that we should treat. Well, seriously. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. I had this story... There's stories that come along, and I have to tell you, uh, they just it, uh, fascinate me. And I think the interesting thing we're seeing today in this day and age is that in the old days, people used to just take news for granted. They used to be like, hey, a, a, person A got attacked in their home. Person A is married to person B. This is political. That used to be the thing. Nowadays, it's not so simple anymore. It's uh, There's a lot of differing Levels to this. There's a lot of different layers to this, and the the at least what I've seen from the um, you know the uh, information on Twitter and the information that's coming out on in the media, the questions that are being asked, the way people are reacting because of Paul Pelosi, because of who he is, because of who his wife is, and because of the things that we know that they've done to take advantage of Americans. Um, I think it's it's a very different sub. It's a very different substantive, uh, you know, response. To this story, it's not just you know this is political violence. It's not just oh this is a MAGA Republican. In fact, Hillary Clinton immediately came out and blamed Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans for this kind of an issue, and I think that was a mistake on her part because in doing so, automatically people realized that it probably wasn't a MAGA Republican. It probably wasn't a Donald Trump supporter. The fact that Hillary Clinton was politicizing this immediately made everyone realize this is probably not as political an issue as as she likes to, to um you know she wants people to think. Also, I mean, let's be honest, this guy, as we delve into, I won't even, we're gonna get into the secrets and the bizarre or the bizarre misreporting or the contrary reports of what happened at the scene in just a minute. But when you get into it, this guy is not at all anything that would represent a Trump supporter. And I mean, yes, true, Trump supporter is something that is a much more vast and varied Term these days. It's not just Republican. It's not just conservative. It's not just redneck. It's not just hillbilly. It's not just white uh, supremacist or white extremist anymore. No, there's a lot of people who support Trump. There's Latinos who support Trump. There's African Americans who support Trump. There's gay people who support Trump. There's Asians who support Trump. There's immigrants. There's uh, housewives, soccer moms, everybody. The MAGA Republican wing of the, of the party is growing and growing and growing. And if you don't believe me, just look at what, look at what's happening with the elections. Look at all the Trump backed candidates that are going to win next week. Look at all the Trump backed candidates in Georgia, in Florida, in Arizona, in Colorado, uh, in, uh, in, um, Ohio, look at the Trump backed candidates that are going to be, that are going to be focusing on and winning, not just the house of representatives, but probably the Senate. In fact, it looks like there's going to be a 52 seat majority for Republicans in the Senate. Rick Scott was on television yesterday touting that. And I, would, you know, I don't disagree. I think that that's not only plausible, but probably exactly what's going to happen. And then in 2024, if Joe Biden runs again and he runs against Donald Trump, you're going to see a trouncing. So, yes, it makes sense that Hillary Clinton would jump out and say, white dude attacks Paul Pelosi, husband of Nancy Pelosi, with a hammer, yelling, where's Nancy? Clearly, that's a MAGA Republican, but we're learning a lot about this guy, and he's far from it. In fact, first of all, he's a member of the Green Party, and the Green Party is about as extreme a left-wing socialist movement as you can get. The Green Party believes in in uh, real communes. I mean, the Green Party believes in no capitalism, a lack of possessions. They believe that money is evil. The Green Party believes that we can all coexist in some kind of utopian yada, 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 that corporations are all bad. I mean, everything that, everything that capitalists stand for and conservatives stand for, the Green Party is totally against. Also, this guy was a gay nudist. Now, again, the Trump MAGA Republican umbrella is growing and growing and growing, but I don't, think, I don't think there's a lot of Green Party gay nudists from San Francisco in that particular tent yet. There could be one or two. I could be wrong. There could be one or two. And, uh, and the other thing is he's a massive drug addict, which means that he was mentally unstable. Something that the Pelosi's probably uh, could relate to. Uh, now, I know that there's been now I know that there's also been rumors that these guys were involved. I know that uh, Hillary Clinton posted on Twitter and Elon Musk immediately replied to her. With a story that has now been deleted, I guess. And it, it suggested in an alternate universe, maybe something else is going wrong. In fact, they suggested that maybe, maybe, just maybe, it wasn't that Paul Pelosi was attacked because this guy hated Nancy Pelosi. It wasn't that Paul Pelosi was attacked because of who he was married to. It's because Paul Pelosi and this gentleman were involved in something that was, you know, Maybe not what we were led to believe. Maybe it wasn't a random attack. Maybe they knew each other. In fact, there's something, there's a couple of stories that have been going around. One of them is about the third person in the house. When this whole thing happened on Friday, NBC News, in fact, the guy, I forget his name. Let's see. Uh-huh. All right. So here's this guy on Meet the Press with Chuck Todd, and he's talking about how on Friday Police said there were multiple people in the house, not just Paul Pelosi and this guy,
1: David DePap or DePappy, but a third person who, who actually opened the door for police. Listen to this. It, the police chief came out and did a press conference later on Friday when when most people had uh, uh, already started to go to bed on the East Coast. And and in that press conference, uh, he stated that there was a third person inside the house that opened the door for police when they were called to that house. And that's when they saw the struggle over the hammer between uh, Depepe and Pelosi. And then Depepe, according to police, uh, struck Pelosi in the head with that hammer. You know, we've done an analysis on Pepe's social media and blog Mm -hmm. posts over the years, both law enforcement, our analysis, kind of the same uh, in this regard, that he had some fringe left-wing views, some fringe right-wing views. Uh, But according to our own Ben Collins, really over the last year or so, Chuck, Mm -hmm. this individual went to the alt-right, far-right type ideology that we've seen, talking QAnon, talking Pizzagate, and then just a lot of very right. anti-Semitic postings. Okay,
0: so they, he has fringed left-wing posts and then fringe right-wing posts, so NBC decides he's a right-wing, alt, alt-right-wing conspiracy theorist, which is, uh, you know, that's uh, that's typical. That's typical. That makes sense. All right, if he's got half of his posts are on the far left and half of his posts are on the far right, let's just call him an alt-right uh, QAnon conspiracy theorist, and this clearly had to be a political attack. But the first part of that is what's interesting. When they say... When they say somebody opened the door for police. Now, why is that bizarre? Because the door, the glass on the door was shattered. We've all saw the photo. The gla- the glass was shattered. It showed forcible entry. And then if that was the case, why would somebody have to open the door for police if the police if the door was already open? Also, how is it that if there's another person in the house, Paul Pelosi had to run to the bathroom? And call 911. And who was this mysterious third person? How come we're not hearing about them? How is it that police can get that important a fact wrong? I mean, when they get to the scene and they see there's two guys struggling with a hammer on the floor, somebody has opened the door for them. What happened to that mysterious third person? Now NBC News is walking it back and they're saying that there was no third person. Uh, hiding in the house during the Pelosi attack. Breitbart reports today, NBC News walked back a report Sunday that there was a third person in Paul Pelosi's home during the attack. The SFPD also says there were only two people inside the Pelosi home, Paul Pelosi and DePappy, when they responded. Clarifying statements made at Friday's press conference, which seemed to indicate there was a third person inside the home who opened the door. Tom Winter is that reporter. Uh, Winter reported Sunday morning on Meet the Press there was a third person who opened the door? San Francisco Police Chief Bill Scott indicated there was a third person when the officers arrived and knocked on the front door of the residence this morning. The door was opened by someone inside and the officers observed through the open door Mr. Pelosi and the suspect Mr. DePappy inside the entryway of the home. He said the police officers on the scene remained outside the home and spotted Pelosi and DePappi inside the entryway struggling over a hammer. When officers ordered the pair to drop the hammer, Scott said DePappi allegedly pulled the hammer away from Pelosi and struck him on the head. He said that Pelosi was struck at least once before officers tackled the Pappy to the ground. Now, this, of course, all seems really suspicious to me, especially since the L.A. Times reported that Paul Pelosi called 911 and said that David was a friend of his. Now, think about let's listen to this one sometime during the struggle or sometime when the papi was in the house. He told the guy, hey, I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, let me go to the bathroom here quickly. It was early Friday morning. Someone broke through the rear door of a large hillside home in San Francisco. This is from the LA Times. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was in Washington with her protective detail, but Paul Pelosi was home. New details are emerging of what happened next. According to police, DePapi allegedly entered the house and at some point confronted Paul Pelosi. Pelosi told the intruder that he had to use the bathroom, then made a surreptitious 911 call on his cell phone and left the line open. Sources familiar with the attack told the Times. In a communication between a dispatcher and a police car, the dispatcher says there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. The dispatcher said the man on the line doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and then said he is a friend. The caller, she added, sounded somewhat confused. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on here. First of all, we find out that Paul Pelosi tells the dispatcher I don't know this guy. Oh, his name's David, and he's a friend of mine. And then we find out that there's a third person in the house that police are reporting on for two days. All of a sudden, there's no third person. Also, who broke the glass on the door? Why did police need somebody to open the door to the entryway if the glass was broken? The whole thing is very bizarre, and I don't think we've seen the end of it. Also, as we dig into this DePappy guy, I think you're going to see more and more that the narrative of the far-right QAnon, ultra mega Donald Trump extremist is going to fall by the wayside. Also, you're going to start seeing how there is a a difference of reporting once again in attacks by the far left, violent attacks. For example, Lee Zeldin, who's running for governor and could very well be the next governor of the state of New York, he was attacked on stage with a knife. And the guy that attacked him was let out of prison the very same day to walk the streets. You uh, later this in the election cycle, there were people that were murdered in front of his house. I mean, the uh, it, it's really interesting. Don't forget Brett Kavanaugh. That, Brett Kavanaugh, after the Supreme Court decision on uh, the Dodd case, uh, the Dobbs case, pardon me, was released. He had a guy fly all the way from California, I'd like to point out, to his home in Virginia with a can of pepper spray, a knife and a gun. And he waited outside to kill Brett Kavanaugh. So, this political violence, yeah, it's ramping up, but it seems to be more, uh, it seems to be coming more from the left wing. Um, you know, it, it, depending on who you believe. If you believe NBC News, you know, he's got left wing conspiracy theories and right wing conspiracy theories. So when we add those together, clearly he was a right wing extremist. I'm going to be, in, it's going to be interesting to see if this is a Jussie Smollett type of case. It's going to be interesting to see what they uh, what they hope to gain from this kind of a case. But in doing so, in uh, trying to present this as a right wing MAGA conservative attack on Paul Pelosi, I don't think they're going to be very, I don't think they're going to be very successful. Um, but anyway, we'll continue to follow this. We'll have more on it on this as well during the, uh, the Markay show today at noon. So be sure to tune in for that. And it's Halloween. I, I totally forgot to mention that today. I'm not really dressed as anything. Maybe I'll throw on, I'll throw on one of my sweatshirts, uh, that I got from the marquee shop. Um, but, you know, we have a couple of exciting things going on uh, tomorrow, November the 1st. We announce all the details for our Ho Ho Hold'em charity poker tournament, which is coming up on uh, December the 1st. And that'll be very exciting. Tickets will go on sale. We'll announce all that on the Marquet show. Plus tomorrow after the show, our post show live bi-weekly, We do it twice a month. Um, Hannah and I sit down and we talk to you, we tell you stories, stuff you haven't heard before, stuff that we don't talk about on the air. We answer your questions. We're going to, it's going to be a really good one tomorrow. And that's only for our locals subscribers. So if you subscribe to us on locals, if you're a supporter, bravo, yay. Thank you. We will, uh, we will make that available to you. If you're not, there's still time to do it. Go to markk.locals.com markk.locals.com. You can join our community, our Katria community, and then you can become a supporter and join us tomorrow for that really cool Uh, post show live, which is locals only tomorrow, right after the show, about 310 Eastern time, 210 uh, uh, Central. And then of course you can figure it out, you know, wherever you happen to be. Uh, uh, Listen, thanks again for joining us today. Thanks for downloading this podcast. Don't forget to share it with whoever you want, subscribe and listen every single day so that you and me and all of us can continue to together work
1: to save the Republic.